Welcome, everybody, to the Let's Get Critical podcast. Um, we're getting a little bit deeper in now. We're getting a little bit more comfortable, and uh, you know, we're uh, we're excited because our our group is growing. Um, but today we are going to talk about, I think, uh, a very odd album. Um, it is uh, called Metal Machine Music by Lou Reed, and uh, this was uh, this was made in 1975, right, right. and it was his fifth album. And boy, oh boy, this is a strange album. But uh, knowing Lou Reed's legacy, um, it's definitely definitely an honorable mention in his catalog. Joined with me, of course, is uh, our very own Zeke Zero and uh, Ruben Beltran. And uh, of course, my name is uh, Mike. But I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out if if uh, uh, how to phrase this. But my my stage name. Your mutant name. My man. mutant name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My mutant name is uh, Mr. Kerosene. But uh, we're just fellas hanging out and talking about music. We love music. We love making music, mm. and we love listening to music. And I think we love making music because we love listening to music as well, right? Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Um, so I mean, just getting into this right off the bat. I mean, uh, what did you guys think of this album? Well, this was Mr. Zero's pick here. When it came to uh, you know, to reviewing, so I think I think you should you should go. Uh, yeah, I was doing research one day about albums that really didn't hit well with the critics, you know, and and suddenly, generations later, people are calling it like a masterpiece or something that should be looked over again, as um, because at face value, if if you first listen to it, you're like it's just noise, you know, but. <laughs> but to be honest, well, we're going to get more into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the whole reason why I wanted to uh, uh, bring up this album for you guys to listen to, just to hear your opinion on it. Because I heard it once before, a few years back, and I, I couldn't. I, I, I cut out quickly. I think I only listened to half of it. And like, oh. This time around, it really, I sat with it and I, I let it like linger inside of me. It's almost pulsating, I guess you could say. Um, I don't know about you guys, but to fall asleep, I put on, um, I put on, um, some sounds that I found on, on Spotify, like, uh, snowstorms and stuff like that. Okay. So that's what this... Very ambient. Yeah. That's what this project seems to me is more of a, it's to create creativity, I think. If you listen to it, it'll inspire you not to think of music as, um, in a structural form, but as a fluid form. Yeah, so yeah, man, I, I can't wait to to hear about what you guys think about it, and if you guys even sat through the whole thing, yeah, because I did. I heard yeah, people. I some too. people they can't. For some people, they just. I mean, like I said, the first time around, I I cut out, and I was like, no, I can't do this. But you know, it reminded me a little bit of like uh, that movie Juno, where where the character's talking to uh, Michael Bateman's character. She's like, by the way, I picked up another album, and it was just noise. It sucked, you know? <laughs> I thought of this, you know? Like, uh, okay. not, not that I thought it sucked, but I totally is what came to mind, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, artists like, uh, an artist like John Frusciante has stuff on his album where he has like a lot of melody, and he has some things that are just very abstract pieces of music. Yeah. And I think this, this reminded me a lot of that. Um, I did sit through the whole thing. I did it you know, in a couple of different places in my, on my commute. And I did it, uh, while I was at work too. 
And then I also did it here at home, like really late at night. And I just kind of sat there. I turned. I had to turn the TV off and just kind of just listen to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if we'll be able to do a top three, bottom three, because this is well, this yeah. is not that kind of album, yeah. you know. I, I agree. So I was able to come up with a top three, bottom three for this. Um, now, not based on the actual context of the music, but based on on some other criteria. So I, I will say this gave me a headache. Like I, I had I had to I had to uh, listen to it in pieces. Well, that's what some people do yeah. claim that it, it causes like kind of motion sickness for some. Yeah, it was yeah. it was it was actually kind of nauseating for me, but. Mm. That's you know that that's uh, to each their own, right? Um, but I I um, I did get from start to finish, and um, y- you know immediately I was a little bit more interested in the story behind this album, right? So for one, um, apparently he tuned all his guitar chords to the same note for for this album. Yeah, I heard that too. Yeah, and that is uh, uh, very very bizarre, but in a good way, right? And and some other things, right? Um, it this album actually kind of cost him his reputation a little bit. Like uh, it, it was very critically panned, and and I think he kind of just blew right past it. Um, he actually didn't perform this album at all until I think 2002. Apparently, he he hadn't done anything live with this album until 2002. Wow. Um, he uh, he was inspired by mid 60s drone music. Uh, and another f- last fun factoid about this is uh, the language of of the Star Trek aliens known as the Breen was inspired by metal machine music. Wow. I didn't know that. Didn't That's know a trip. That yeah. Uh, post-production sound staff were instructed to listen to to this album when creating the electronic cackle that served as the Breen's voices. <laughs> wow. Um, That's really cool, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. not for nothing. I mean, this this album, it, it, it at least had some, sig- some cultural significance. Some reach, some reach, yeah. And, yeah influential, right? Yeah, and, and what I love about Lou Reed, you know, I, I would say between David Bowie and Iggy Pop and Lou Reed, uh, I probably know the least about Lou Reed, right? I know that he was in the Velvet Underground, and then he went solo, and then he did a bunch of crazy stuff, and mm-hmm. there's that, like, Metallica album that has him singing over their their uh, instrumentation. Um, but, like, if you were to go back to 1975 especially around the time when like David Bowie and Iggy Pop and Lou Reed were hanging out in New York City. I mean, they were deconstructing and reforming what music meant, right? Um, I mean, the early 70s was very like uh, meat and potatoes, rock heavy, kind of like, you know, arena rock, like Led Zeppelin, The Who, all that stuff. And and then uh, by the end of the 70s, it's like you have electronic and synth and punk and um and and like very artsy stuff like Lou avant-garde Reed. yeah 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 and and it's always really interesting you know just studying the dynamic between those three and and if i remember correctly um you know for instance like lou reed had no respect for someone like iggy pop 
Um, but then you listen to this and it's like, damn, dude, you're going like way out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so with that said, uh, yeah, let's get into our top three, bottom three. Um, and, and I guess I'll start, right? Yeah. So, Cause so, I, I don't have one to be honest with you. It's, it's all. <laughs> <laughs> so my bottom three would be track. Uh, uh, it would be part one. Well, there's four parts, right? Right. There's four parts. Right yeah. Now. So for anybody who doesn't know, uh, and, and you should really check out this album when you can, if if you can, because it's an experience. Mm-hmm. Um, um, uh, my favorite tracks would be part one. No, no, no. I'm sorry. My f- least favorite tracks would be part one, part two, and part three, because it means the album's not over yet. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, did you listen to it? You said you broke it down, right? When you listened to it, I, I had to. You had to, okay. Yeah, and, and then uh, my 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 top three would be part two, part three, and part four, because part four. it's over. Right? Part four being my favorite because once it ended, I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> and, and here's the thing: not for nothing, right? Yeah. I, I respect the art. I respect right, the art, right? But mm-hmm. it was it was fucking killing me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they call it metal machine for a reason, right? It's, it's almost yeah. The first time I listened to it, it was it was the same way, like that. I felt like there was a drill being pointed to my head, and you know, so I, I couldn't I couldn't take it either. And I think I don't know if my taste has changed, or I wanted to give it a second chance just to see, because from what I read, there's there's a whole there's a whole. Um, there's a meaning behind it, you know. It's not some some dude making noise, right. which I originally thought. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's up to the listener. If he, yeah. maybe Lou Reed could be, he could be messing with us and tell us, yeah, it has meaning and it really doesn't. So we never, we don't really know. You know what? I think that would be the like, like the best case thing. Like if it's something like where he's just fucking with us. Yeah. Like honestly, the first thing I thought was. Did Lou Reed have like a contractual obligation to give the company yeah. like a fifth album? You know what I mean? Was he on mm-hmm. a five album deal? And he's like, "Well, fuck you. Here's what you're gonna get." You yeah. know, because like, Neil know, Young, you know? Neil Young did something like that too, right? Yeah, well, he right. did like a weird futuristic thing, and they sued him. They said he didn't sound enough like himself. Right? <laughs> oh, that was in the eighties, right? In the eighties, like really he did went the, off the, yeah. yeah, he wore like reflective clothing yeah. and glasses. He was like kind of like frantic romantic before there was a frantic <laughs> romantic. Honestly, I saw that and I was like, "Oh, that's different." Yeah, um, that's what I thought. You know, I thought. I, I remembered um, Jerry Cantrell saying, "Well, fuck the label. This is what they're gonna get." You know, like right. And I, I, I kind of pictured that kind of scenario, but no, no. Now that I, I kind of learned a little more about it, I think, I think he was just being a little bold. I mean, it's definitely not going to be for everybody's taste. Um, very artsy. Yeah, I look at it as art, right? Yeah. Like almost yeah. as performance art. Yeah, like yeah. you, you're, you're, you're putting this thing out there. And you're not doing it to sell units or for people to fall in love with it, but it to see how people react to it. Right. And I think, honestly, like five albums in, going like that far off the rails is like, it's commendable, right? I don't think people would be able to do that now and get away with it and have like a record label especially be like, Cool, we're putting this out, you know. Well, yeah, yeah. that's what I told you when we talked about this. I was like, man, who greenlit that? Like, <laughs> like I know the labels put really big budgets out there. Like, I wonder how much he spent budget wise to make mm-hmm. this. I don't know if you guys, either of you guys, know that number. 
I don't. I don't. I, I can't imagine it cost very much, though, right? I don't think so, but I mean, you know, like with a lot of uh, a lot of major productions, they charge you for everything. Like they'll rent you the gear yeah. that they already own in their studios just to get that number higher. You know, right? Well, I read that they uh, they put it out as a double album initially, and then three weeks after they pulled it off the shelves. It really? just wasn't. Yeah, it was doing horrific things to his reputation. Yeah. yeah. Well, the double album wasn't it just the the four parts, but then backwards or something, or like they were mirrored, right? They, yeah, they made a they made a different version of that. Yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know if I can listen to that one. <laughs> <laughs> Not to talk down about the album, um, I, I I liked it this time around, this second uh, listening, but only only because uh, it was more like white noise to me. Yeah. You know? Uh, like you were saying, you'll you'll listen to stuff when you go to sleep. It's yeah. very ambient, so that makes yeah. sense, you know. Right. They can't be rocking out in the car with it. Yeah, you know, I wonder. I wonder what uh what frequency this runs at because there's a lot of people that, and I know myself, it was recommended when I was having issues with my ear to uh, to try healing with with frequency. Really? You know, some people don't believe in that at all. Some people yeah. do, whatever, right? But I wonder what frequencies this runs in. I mean, maybe maybe that's something that somebody like Lou Reed would have taken into consideration. You know. True. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, fascinating album. And, um, you know, I, I, I think it's a bold first pick. So thank you, Zeke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was... Uh, and then you were reluctant, too. You were like, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this one at you. Because I didn't know if you guys would want to listen to it. I, but, that, yeah. hey, that's the point, you yeah. know? Yeah, it is. That's yeah. the point. Yeah, we're, we're uh, you know, again, kind of comes back around to, like, just... Um, you know, kind of having having uh, the group listen to things that you know individuals might not have listened to before. Right. So this was definitely something I hadn't listened to before. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, unfortunately, I I'm remembering right now that I I didn't have time to pull up user reviews, which is unfortunate. Um, so uh, in place of that, I think um, we'll just do final final words, right? Like a, a yeah a rating out of ten. And then also just final thoughts on the album. So, um, Ruben, if you'd like to go first, I guess you know I'm not gonna sh- I'm not gonna shit on this album and give it a zero. Um, I know how much work goes into making an album. I know, especially when you're trying to take a bold stance. Um, I give it a middle of the road, I guess. You know, maybe yeah. I'll give it a four. I don't know. You know, just just to be fair, because it's not something I would bump in my car. But um, like I said, I'm not gonna panic. I'm not gonna panic 100. percent yeah, uh, I don't even know if I could rate it. To be honest, it's um, I think it's influential, and I think it's it's good to to uh, do research on uh, musicians that that have paved the way for uh, us. And they, he, Lou Reed, really stepped out and took a bold move with this one. So I I think it's worth checking out. It's not going to be everybody's cup of tea, though. But I, I definitely think it's um, it's made its mark. In history, and I, I think for that, I think it's worth checking out just just for that alone. Yeah, I I agree. Um, you know, interestingly enough, I I, I would want to rate this on a scale, probably like it, it's different than I would rate uh, most albums, right? And and it, it's sort of like rating it on a scale of performance art, you know. Um. So I think for me, it's it's sort of like, okay, well, 
Uh, what was the intention behind him doing this? And the intention was to put something out there that um, the world hadn't seen before. And uh, did he execute on that effectively? Yes. Right? So as a performance piece, I would say... Okay, so like as music, I would give it a 0 out of 10. As a performance piece, I'd give it a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Because it's very intentionally something that's set up for people to react to and also kind of like unashamedly do so right unapologetically do so yeah uh so i i think i think uh in the wrinkles of lou reed it's definitely like a very cool thing definitely yeah let me ask you um have you ever been inspired to do something after listening to this you know you said that's kind of what the intention was for people to do that um I know you write. You write a lot of short stories yeah. and a lot of poems. Yeah. Because usually when I listen to music, uh, while I do write, it, it can't have lyrics to it. You know, it just it just it, it distracts me. So I'll listen to something that's uh, instrumental. So yeah, I actually I was able uh, to write a little bit uh, listening to this album. You know, because it conjured up a few a few things in my head, just just ideas. You know. Because that's what I like about music and, and, and certain albums with themes, right? And this album definitely had a theme, you know? Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I just wanted to see what, what would come out of me when, um, when I was writing. So, yeah. I think people could probably paint to this, too. You know? I could see that. Just totally. have it in the background. Yeah, but we'll let the audience see what they, uh, they think about that, right? Absolutely. We, as always, we would love to hear from our audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, please comment and uh, let us know what you think of the album. I, I get the feeling a lot of people have not heard this album, so definitely go check it out. And then um, we're we're standing by to hear what you think. So, uh, as always, we are Frantic Romantic. Uh, we are a band, and we're doing a podcast about music because we love music. Um, we will see you next time on the podcast. And as always, you know. Keep in mind, we are doing plenty of things out there in the world. Uh, We are writing, recording, and playing music. So stay tuned for any news if you're interested in that. The best place to go is franticromanticmusic.com. We're also on Spotify, Deezer. 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 Deezer's our favorite. Uh, And, of course, all those streaming platforms, too. So Instagram, all that, all that. TikTok. TikTok, yeah. We technically we do have a TikTok. Yeah, we got to fill that up that TikTok though. Yeah, just put your dog on it. Just yeah. nothing but your dogs. <laughs> yeah. Your dog too. Yeah, you got Bowie. Man, right. I don't even like that dog. Let's get critical as a part of the Lemmy Listen Podcast Network. You may find all Lemmy Listen podcasts on such websites as Spotify, Deezer, SoundCloud, and other streaming networks. You may find more information about the band Frantic Romantic by visiting franticromanticmusic.com as well as our social media platforms. We're always posting information about concerts, new music, and more. So please, visit us, reach out to us. Let us know if there's any albums you'd love for us to review. Until next time, this has been Let's Get Critical.